Ryan, and we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from the Lakers Fast Break. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We would truly appreciate it because it really helps us out as far as getting new fans to listen to our show. Because we, we think we do a lot of great things here at the show. We have a lot of interviews coming up. I mean, I reached out and a lot of people came back said i want to be on the show they want to talk nba they want to talk basketball they want to talk the lakers so i truly appreciate everyone out there going ahead and wanting to be a part of it and in fact if you hear my commercial coming up later in the show it's going to tell you a lot about some of the guests that are going to be coming up here on the program including this one right here who i've got and he's just a tremendous guest a huge lakers fan if you're watching on facebook live as you can see He's got Will Chamberlain, one of my all-time favorite players, and I think one of the most dominant players in the history of the game. Kobe Bryant, need I say more? And Anthony Davis, who we hope will be helping the Lakers on the way and on the drive. I'm also, I'm also rocking the Kuzma jersey well, we'll as well. Get to, we'll get to Kuzma here in a second. We'll get to Kuzma here in a sec. The Kuz is coming up in a sec, but we're hoping Anthony AD will be able to go ahead and drive the Lakers towards the championship Plus, he's got the Kyle Kuzma. He's Like you said, you're rocking it right now. All right there for you. Kuz, I still love. In fact, uh, you know, I'm here in Vegas, as I told you. I got to see him firsthand in his first summer league game, and I still have a, a great uh, affinity for the gentleman. I think things can work out for him. And he is, to me, the X factor going forward in the playoffs. So we'll be talking about all that stuff and more coming up here. But first, let me introduce my guest today. If you have not checked out his show, The Sports Kingdom Show, which you should find under TSKS Show, that's the TSK Show, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify. I've actually got right now for our viewers up on Stitcher, his Stitcher podcast link right there for you. But if you can, check out his awesome program today. He's also a part of the great radio station in Los Angeles, KFI 640 AM something that I was familiar with for many years, listening all the time when I was on the road. Well, actually, I was on the road a lot, and you, you know, <laughs> LA freeways, you're on the road a lot. Oh. But, but I'll tell you what, it's a great guest indeed. He's here to talk some Lakers. It's Eric, the Duke of Sports, Squar, and, and Eric, great to have you on the program. Well, Gerald, uh, thank you so much for having me. I saw your post in that uh, sports podcast group on Facebook, and I believe I was the first person to respond. And I mean, Absolutely. if someone wants to talk, if someone wants to talk Lakers basketball, I'm always game for it. So I'm happy to be here and uh, I'm ready to rock. Well, I'll tell you what, it's just an honor having you here. I just truly appreciate it. I hope you got that link for your social media followers out there. I was able yes, to go I'm ahead. About to, I'm about to tweet it out right now. My Twitter at the Duke of sports. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, all of that. Sweet, sweet. Uh, I'm well, I, out the link right now. I'm just indebted to you for doing that. And if you get a chance, everyone out there, listen to our previous shows. Uh, I've had Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies, such a tremendous guest each and every time out. Laker Tom from Lakerholics.net. Also got one coming up with him and Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.net. So that's a great Lakers site right there for you. So many other great guests coming along the way. So if you get a chance, check out our, our a lot of our great shows here at the Lakers Fast Break, including Rafael Esparza, NBA and Vegas odds maker and insider. Just truly cannot thank him enough for taking the time to speak to me. And there's so many others on the way because we're getting closer 
we're in the bubble now. The Lakers are in that bubble. <laughs> and we're getting closer to that period of time when we can start saying that's underway. But I saw the YouTube videos with Anthony Davis commenting about how great of a practice it was and how great it was to be back on the practice floor and all that. But wouldn't you know, the next practice after that, Rajon Rondo breaks a finger on his oft-injured hands. And Rafael and I were talking about how his hands are so large, we may think that's just probably, I don't know, just just to throw something out there, maybe one of the reasons why he gets so injured, because Bobby Marks was saying that, uh, you know, at least over a dozen times he's had hand or finger injuries like this, where it's necessitated time off. It's about six to eight weeks. He's going to have surgery on it. But Eric, I want to hear your thoughts. When you heard the news about Rajon Rondo and his injury, I know he's a very divisive figure here in Lakers land. And if you've heard our shows before, even with my battles with Laker Tom, he has been a very divisive figure. I'm thinking like Raphael, that it might be a benefit for the Lakers going forward. But I want to hear your thoughts before I go ahead and say, you know, I don't want to say anything out of maliciousness or anything like that. No, no. I don't think anybody wishes anybody to get hurt. No, and no, nobody wishes that or get sick or or the coronavirus or anything of that nature. No, no, no. But I want to hear your thoughts, Eric, and your insight on this. It is an injury. It hurts an already depleted depth chart for the guards out there, especially with Avery Bradley out. But I still want to hear your thoughts on how this will affect the Lakers going forward. Well, you mentioned the Bobby Marks tweet. He said that since 2010, 2011, that Rajon Rondo has injured his hands 13 times, 11 on his left hand and I believe two on his right hand. And he said that he's missed a total of 55 games because of these injuries, not counting the ones coming up in Orlando. Now, 55 games over 10 years, not including the ones coming up. That's not that bad, but I mean, 13 injuries on your hands in 10 years, that, that says something. I mean, I think Rajon Rondo's hands might be made of glass at this point. Yeah. But I think... Like you were saying, Rajon Rondo, has, he's been a divisive figure in Lakerland this year. I've definitely been more on the side against Rajon Rondo. I, I really don't think he's contributed as much or what he was expected to be contributing this year. I think he serves the team better as the third guard or even in more of a coach's role like we saw earlier in, in the season when he was injured for an extended amount of time, how much impact he had just being a voice for the team and not necessarily on the court. So I think it does suck, obviously, given the circumstances that the team is in being in the Orlando bubble and the restrictions teams have with replacement players. You can't, you can't replace Rajon Rondo in this instance, if he was sitting out for coronavirus or social justice or, or what many of the other concerns that players had, about the NBA bubble, you could have replaced him, but because he got hurt, you can't replace him. So it's, it definitely puts the Lakers in an interesting position, but I don't really think that their guard, their guard unit is, is that depleted. They still have Alex Cruz. So they still have Contavious Caldwell Pope. Dion waiters has yet to play for the Lakers. Uh, we acquired him before the, the susp- uh, suspension of the season, but he was, he had yet to make his debut. I think he's going to have, a great impact. I don't necessarily think Dion waiters will be the primary ball handler or offensive playmaker. I think that's still 
falls on LeBron, especially now with Rondo being out. But I, I don't necessarily think the the guard unit is depleted. I, I forgot about KCP, who Lakers fans seem to have bullied into playing well this year. So it's uh, I'm 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 not too devastated about Rajon Rondo being injured, if if that's the simplest way to put it. I, I'm not either. And again, uh, those who have listened to the show on many of occasions have heard my battles back and forth with Laker Tom from Lakerholics.net. I, I look at statistics. I look at analytics. And I see Rajon Rondo in the past two years outside of that stretch when he first came back from injury earlier this year being a detriment out on the floor. I mean, the plus minus. 100%. Uh, he, he, yeah, when he was shooting 50% for that, those 10 games, and you you and I were, and I, everybody else were probably thinking, this is like, wow, an anomaly or something? What's going on here? Then he came back to form, and I was saying to Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies that there's a, you know, when you're out there on the floor, and he's out there on the floor, it's like a parking lot, because everybody goes ahead and gives him so much space to go ahead and shoot the ball, because once his numbers started dropping, his confidence started dropping, and his effectiveness on the floor, he slowed down. He's not as quick. He's not as fast. He's obviously in his 30s now. So he's not going to be helping you on the defensive end as much as he once did. And in fact, statistically, last year and this year, he is one of the worst defenders on the team, which was his calling card for so many years. And it just seemed kind of irritating at times for Lakers fans to see Rondo get extended minutes and LeBron and Frank Vogel have so much confidence in him to play him continuously, even out on the floor with Rondo and LeBron. And then when LeBron came off the floor as a second playmaker, and that's the only thing I would have an issue or concern about is when LeBron goes out, it's going to be limited minutes in the playoffs, mind you, because he's going to ramp up his minutes because you want LeBron in the playoffs playing at LeBron level for the majority of the time. Who do you see as that playmaker coming off the bench or someone who can contribute when LeBron sits down and needs a break? Well, I think KCP is definitely going to have to step up. I think Danny Green is going to have to step up. He was actually having, he was shooting more on the cold side as we got closer to the NBA season getting suspended. Uh, so hopefully he'll be, he took this time to rejuvenate himself and he can come back strong. But I, I think honestly, the two latest additions to the team, Dion waiters and J.R. Smith, I think, I think they're going to have a serious impact on this team. It's the chemistry factor with J.R. Smith and LeBron. I think Dion waiters, he's not afraid of the moment. He's never afraid to take a shot and you need to have that confidence in the playoffs. You can't, you can't be afraid. That's, I mean, look at, Kobe with the air balls in Utah and, and the confidence that instilled in him. Yeah. So I think first off, I think they're just happy to be back together. I think they're happy to be back together as a team playing basketball again. And I think this team, they were on the verge of something special when the season got suspended. And I don't think they've forgotten that. And they know they have unfinished business. They do have unfinished business. It's been such an up and down year for the team. They've gone through so many trials and tribulations, uh, starting with being in China when the controversy came out as far as what Daryl Morey said to obviously the, the passing of Kobe Bryant to all the things that they did so well, like playing so well on the road, just such a tremendous road record. They've been playing over well so much overall, first in the Western Conference, 
the last weekend before the coronavirus stopped the NBA action. Things were looking so well for Lakers fans because they had those back-to-back victories over Milwaukee and also over the Clippers. I mean, the things were just really getting in tune for the team and also its fans just before the coronavirus hit. It, I'm hoping they will recapture that momentum. I mean, if you hear LeBron and his confidence, I don't think anything's going to shake that man right now. Yeah, no, I mean, when LeBron gets in that zero dark 23 mode come playoff time, it's he's a scary man to be in front of. And I mean, listen, people that know me, my track record with LeBron is is well noted. I, I was very much a LeBron detractor before he he came to the Lakers. But what's important to me is the name on the front of the jersey. And if he's going to be bringing banner number 17 back home to Los Angeles, I'm I'm all for it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that as far as what he can do and what he can contribute. You know, we have been always talked about, in fact, recently it's been talked about, okay, is he a true Laker? In fact, that was approached to me on Couch Coach Live was, is LeBron or do you think of LeBron as a true Laker? I, I, it's to like you. It's more about what's in front of the jersey than what's in back of it. He's a great player, one of the greatest of all time. He might have just been coming here as well, not only to improve the Lakers brand, but to improve his own brand working in Hollywood and the deals he's signed since then. I mean, you can, you've seen the great success that his production company has had with, with signing deals here in Hollywood, but no one can dispute now his focus, his mentality on what's going on going forward, especially since the Lakers were able to fortunately acquire Anthony Davis and how those two have meshed so well together. I think when I go ahead and predict out there that I think the Lakers are going to win, I'm basing it solely off the fact that there's going to be enough help around those two because those two as a one-two punch in the playoffs is going to be very tough to beat. Yeah, I mean, let's be real here. If we're talking NBA Finals and we're putting duos up against duos, let's say it's Lakers-Bucks. I'm taking LeBron James and Anthony Davis over Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton 10 days out of the week, and there's only seven days in a week. So it's... and. That tandem, I mean, let's be real. Anthony Davis, if he's not defensive player of the year, they need to change how they vote. It's what he's able to do on the defensive end with his length, his athleticism, his speed, guarding multiple positions. It's if he's not defensive player, they need to, the system is rigged. But like you were saying, the help around them, I think everybody understands the gravity of the moment and everybody knows that a lot of people are going to say this season has an asterisk on it because of the bubble or anything like that. And it was interesting. I heard, I believe it was Giannis Antetokounmpo. He said that this championship would probably be the hardest to win given yes. the circumstances. And, and that's why there shouldn't be an asterisk. And, and I honestly believe, agree with him. Um, I agree as well. Couldn't, couldn't agree more, but and originally with my thought process with the whole restarting the season, I was, I was honestly against it. And, and it, as, as much as I wanted to see the Lakers win championship number 17 this year, it just came down for me is there's just too much uncertainty with what's going on in the world. We don't know the outcome of any of this. We don't know what could happen if there's a mass outbreak in the NBA of coronavirus. It's, there's, there's too many uncertain scenarios to where I didn't think the risk was worth it. And I didn't want to jeopardize 
next season's schedule because I'm a firm believer in trying to keep the calendar for next year the same. And obviously they're not going to do that. And I think it's going to eventually lead to the NBA moving the the start date to the season to Christmas, which ultimately I think would be in their favor, but I'm kind of old school, but no, I agree with you because that's when usually as you and I both know, uh, the general audience has started. I mean, the NBA fans, the hardcore fans, we watch all 82 games, but you, you've heard it before from friends out there. Oh, I don't watch till Christmas until the Christmas. Yeah, Day it's, games. It's, yeah. it's less time to compete against football. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, and I agree with you on that. And plus, it gives more of a buffer between the end of the season and the beginning of the next one for the players. Plus, you're able to shape everything out as far as the draft, as far as free agency, and get everything worked out. And still, the salary cap has been undecided because that could weigh in because we don't know how far it's going to drop. Uh, you know, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. Is a lot of these big contracts that have been given out over the past two to three years to, to a lot of these players, we're not going to see that anymore yeah. because the salary cap is going to be so much lower than it had been projected to go because of the loss of revenue from China and the loss of revenue from the impact of coronavirus, not having fans uh, in the arena, merchandise sales going down, all, all of that. So the NBA is definitely in an interesting position. And, and it, going back to my thought process on why I, ultimately didn't want the NBA to start back up again. It's, it's ultimately a money grab. That's all it is. And they can, they can say they're trying to be as cautious as, as they are about controlling the bubble. I I just still believe the uncertain scenarios and uncertain outcomes. It's, it's not worth the risk, but that's just me. I don't blame you because there's been others who have said the same exact thing as far as the risk is concerned. And, the league is spending $150 million when all is said and done, or thereabouts, about, on trying to— I think to, $150 million per day. I thought, it was, I thought it was $150 million overall, but it's still a hefty number. It's still, you know, yeah. and, and obviously you are right. It is all about the television money meeting the television contracts for 22 of the local market contracts, the television networks right. that they have. They need their money. Yep, the regional sports networks. That's why they're even thinking about doing a second bubble in Chicago is to satisfy those regional sports networks. You think Steph and Clay are going to show up to a second no. bubble in Chicago? No, Steph said it. Well, he didn't exactly say it 100%, but he outlined this would be a great job for the guys, a great time for the guys, a learning experience for the young guys and all that. He kept on emphasizing young guys <laughs> <laughs> AKA not me, Draymond or Clay will be yeah, anywhere. He's like, near. We're not going to that. No, he's going to stay on the golf course because he's doing very well there. So yes, I don't, he is. So I, I don't see them. And although fans from those teams will still be starved for any kind of action. And I don't think that's a bad thing if they're able to go ahead and make it a confined bubble. But I understand your concerns on that. And I understand a lot of people would be concerned about that because of the fact that it is something that we're seeing with the Orlando Soccer League bubble where there's teams that they have to go ahead and send home. They have to go ahead yeah. and, uh, and FC FC Dallas yep. had to drop their team out completely because they had so many positive tests. Nine players, I think. Yeah, and there's eleven on a field at one time per team. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it's it's that's crazy. That that is crazy. And and they're not even doing it as as strict as what the NBA is doing it. We've seen already what two people have been quarantined for eight to ten days. Rashawn Holmes, yeah, I think, got and I think del- it was Kelly Oubre. Uh, Kelly, no, Kelly Oubre was telling 
Uh, oh, oh. He was trying to provide the words of wisdom to Rashawn Holmes to not do Got that. It. Yeah, uh, and and it was actually Raphael Barlow was was mentioning how funny that is coming from from his words because you know we got to focus as a team, we got to focus as a team, and this was, was funny because Kelly Oubre Jr.'s team is so far out of the playoff picture; they are the last of the teams. But yeah, still, what is Sacramento and Phoenix doing in the bubble in the first place? Uh, well, the. Uh, I would say San Antonio, San Antonio and Phoenix, because Sacramento's still in that three and a half game. Oh, is Holmes now on San Antonio? Holmes is now in Sacramento. Okay. But San Antonio and Phoenix are the two teams most behind in the playoff run on the Western Conference side. And you know already about Washington that is, uh, well, depleted two of their top players down, and they're basically five and a half games out at this point in time. So. But I wanted to ask you this, speaking while I got you here, if there's any team that you think the Lakers will match up, because it's pretty much a sure thing, because it's five and a half game lead on the Clippers, and you and I both know that the Clippers will probably go ahead if they either lose that they're first They're going to take game. it easy. Yeah, they're going to take it easy. So who do you think is the matchup that's going to happen for the first to eight seed? The one-eight matchup? I think, yeah. honestly, I think... Memphis is going to be able to hold their ground. And I know the NBA wanted to include the Pelicans to get Zion in the bubble and all of that. You think? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, listen, if, if, if they're going for a money grab, you got to put Zion in there, but I think it's ultimately going to be Memphis and the Lakers in the one, eight matchup. I think John Morant and Jaron Jackson and that young core that they're building in Memphis, they, they have a scary future. And, what what Memphis is known for that grit and grind mentality that they had for so many years with Mark Gasol, Mike Conley, and Zach Randolph. I think even though those guys aren't there anymore, I think the culture is still there. And and John Morant, Jaron Jackson, and, and the young guys in in Memphis they they understand that and they feed off of that energy in, in Memphis. And Memphis is is a, it's a palpable sports town now because of because of those grit and grind grizzlies back in the day so i i I like memphis a lot but i don't think they stand a chance against the lakers in a 1-8 matchup no no but i'm worried if portland sneaks in there because dame lillard can go off he can really go off and he can always provide havoc and provide a lot of problems out there mind you i don't think they would they would beat the lakers but they would make a lot tougher than a first round matchup would normally be yeah, especially with Yusuf Nurkic coming back and them saying he looks just as good as he did before he got hurt. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, look at that. Looking back on that Nurkic Jokic trade, I mean, it couldn't have worked out better for both sides. I think exactly, and that's the problem that they couldn't keep both of them together because they're similar type of styles. And yeah, uh, it's just you wish that could have happened for Denver fans out there, but it's worked out well for both teams. Obviously, with. Jokic, uh, whenever he does get into the bubble at, at such a slimmer figure from what we're seeing in pictures. I'm uh, very interested to see yeah. what he looks like. A lot of people are because the fact is, did he lose all of his strength? Did he lose all of his positioning? I mean, did he lose all of his bulk that, that helps him as far as being able to go ahead and bang down the post? You know, people are worried about that in Denver and I'm hearing those rumblings, but the man might be actually in better condition, which might help him out long term. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, we, we see the the longevity of a big man's career keep getting shorter and shorter due to uh, all sorts of knees and leg injuries. So 
if he's if he's able to take any weight off of those legs and it's it's why Zion Williamson people were clamoring down on him to lose weight because they they want to see a long career from these guys yeah absolutely this is Raphael from NBA Draft and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Again, I'm speaking to the Duke of Sports, Eric Sklar. You got to catch what he's doing today at AM640 in Los Angeles on radio there. But also his awesome show, which again, I'm going to bring up for the Facebook Live viewers out there. It's the TSK Show, a.k.a. the Sports Kingdom Show. You can find it on every available podcast outlet. I'm showing it right here. He's got a ton of episodes that you can catch up with, not just on the Lakers, just so many different things when you're talking about the sports scene. Please catch it today. It's the TSK Show wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll tell you what, you do a tremendous job there. I happen to have a chance to listen to a few episodes already. Thank you. Thank you. And you've done such a great job. Please follow, like, subscribe, everything you can do to support his show we truly appreciate it, including five stars as well for his show because he does a great job and work for it. I want to ask you this before we head on out, and that is we talked about Rayshon Rondo hurting the finger, out for six to eight weeks, talking about a replacement as far as a second ball handler, possibility of a playmaker in Deion Waiters. But one name that I wanted to throw out at you that's been kind of in hiding almost pretty much the entire season is Queen Cook. Playoff experience. Yeah. Finals experience with extended time may be able to hit some three-pointers because he was brought here because he can hit the three-pointer, can handle the ball. Defensively, is going to be about as good as Rondo was, which is not that good. That's what hurts him. But and I want to hear your thoughts on him. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, and he, I mean, Laker fans really fell in love with Quinn Cook after after Kobe passed because they saw the the admiration that Quinn had for Kobe and the way he looked up to him growing up as a Laker fan and the connection Quinn and his father had with Kobe Bryant growing up. But Quinn is, I I hate to say it, but it's almost like he's the forgotten Laker this year. And you even bringing him up right now, I, I forgot to mention him earlier when we were talking about the guard core and I mean, listen, I hope there's there's a way to squeeze him into the rotation. I mean, Rondo was getting about, what, 20 minutes a game. That's 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 a good chunk of change to to divvy up between KCP, Quinn Cook, uh, Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith, Alex Caruso. So it's it's going to be interesting. I hope Quinn can make an impact. It's it's just a matter of if he can get out onto the floor. I know he's been playing 2K 
with LeBron and AD. As I he, saw the clip last night. It was so funny because, as I noted to Raphael, everybody's uh, the virtual crowd that was following them with the Naruto run all the way back yeah. and forth. Oh, so funny. <laughs> And I mean, in, and you saw in the clip in the game, LeBron got one of his patented chase down blocks, yes. which I thought was pretty cool. Yes. Real quick, going back to, to you promoting the Sports Kingdom show, we actually have episode 150 dropping uh, this Wednesday, July 15th. We, we record every Wednesday night and we put out episodes uh, Wednesday nights and episode 150. We, we started back in September 2017. So it's been been a hell of a ride. Well, congratulations to you on that. Uh, before we head on out, we will make sure that you go ahead and plug everything you can that you've got working out there. So I make sure I cool. all my guests uh, get all the time to go ahead and pub, 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 because that's Appreciate the way you it. get the word out. That's the way you get the word out to the public on all the great stuff that you're doing. And one last thing I want to ask you, because you obviously, if I ask you, okay, who's going to be in the finals, you're going to say it's the Lakers, and you're going to say it's the Lakers all the way, because I already have that feeling. Uh, you know, I just have to look and see how, how devoted Lakers fan you are. And I can tell that. Who do you think they're going to match up against the finals? And who do you think will be the X factor for the Lakers in their championship run? Or at least we hope the championship run. <laughs> well, obviously, I, like you said, I think the Lakers are going to make it to the finals in the West. But in the East, I'm going to go out on a limb here and... I'm actually going to go with the Boston Celtics. I think that with Jason Tatum coming into his own, really the last two years, a lot of people are saying that it's Kemba's team because Jason is so young, but I think Jason Tatum, that's his team now. And with him, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, the East is a very interesting mix of teams and any given night, someone can beat someone else. And really you could say that about the whole NBA, but I don't know if Milwaukee's supporting cast can support Giannis all the way through, if that makes sense. Well, who on Milwaukee outside of Middleton and of course Giannis can get you big numbers if you need it. The first person that comes to mind on Milwaukee is Eric Bledsoe. And that's a step down from any other player I would name on Boston. And that's, and that's something where even if Gordon Hayward is not leaving for the birth of his child and he says he can pop a 20 point game every now Oh and yeah. Then. I mean, yeah. Gordon, Gordon Hayward, is, I mean, he, he's still living up to the contract he was given, but he deserved that contract before that injury for yeah. sure. And my concerns with Philadelphia, obviously it's a lot of the same concerns as everybody else. Can Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid coexist? I saw some stuff on Twitter today about Ben Simmons playing the four more now that they've been in Orlando uh, and obviously Joel Embiid at the five. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. I just, I don't have really any faith in Ben Simmons. I'm not, a, I'm not a Ben Simmons guy at all. Personally, I think he's shooting with the wrong hand. I think he should be shooting right-handed, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Philly has what it takes. I, I don't think, Milwaukee supporting cast can can keep Giannis afloat for an entire championship run and I mean that that core in Boston they've been together for a couple of years now uh, especially those young guys all getting drafted within a couple of years of each other and 
I th- I think it's going to be Lakers Boston. I I have a strange suspicion the basketball gods are going to somehow reward us with a with another Lakers Boston finals. Wouldn't that be something if the last and final barrier for the Lakers on the road to number 17 would be the Boston Celtics? It'd only be fitting. It'd only be fitting, but Kimball Walker is he healthy? Is he not? We're getting mixed signals there. Uh, you know, I think for the Celtics to go ahead and get to the finals, two things. Of course, Kemba Walker has to be healthy for them and play at a 1A level, but you have to have that superstar effort. You, have, you know, you have to have from Tatum, you have to have that superstar effort continuously like we've seen over the past few months against the way he get, played against the Lakers. In LA, yeah, he has to play like that in order to go ahead for them to go and get to the finals. In my opinion, yeah, no, it, I mean, I think with Kemba finally getting out of Charlotte and and just that change of scenery, him finally getting that taste of the playoffs and and I mean, listen, as much as I hate the Celtics, I have the utmost respect for them as a franchise and as a rival because listen, they got seventeen and we got sixteen. And that that's what matters. I think him being around that culture, that environment in Boston, I think it's going to take his play to another level in, in the playoffs. And just as a basketball fan, and, and I'm, a, I'm a fan of Kemba Walker's game, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch him play if, if he's healthy. Absolutely. So before we end on out, who do you think will be the X factor for the Lakers on the road to another championship? I think it's the guys whose jersey I'm wearing right now. And I think he's been the X factor this, in, this entire year. And it's, it's Kyle Kuzma. It's, it's been an up and down year for Kuz again. Uh, we haven't really seen the consistency. A lot of people had hoped for, but I think now, especially with the addition of J.R. Smith and Dion waiters, it takes the offensive pressure off of Kuzma. I think he plays so much better when he doesn't have all of that pressure on offense to make sure he has to get a bucket and it, it doesn't have to disrupt the flow of the offense. If he, if he's getting buckets in the flow of the offense, that's when he's best. And I also think he's a lot more important on the defensive end than the offensive end, especially in the scenario that we're in now. How hard is it to say that as you and I have seen in the past few months, him take a concerted step towards playing better defense because for the first two years as much as we loved him on the offensive side of the ball especially in that first year defensively he was atrocious and i'm being very kind when i say that but this year he has stepped up frank vogel has challenged him i love the game in houston when he was told westbrook you guard him and you put him on the floor against him he took that challenge to heart yeah and 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 he he thrived off of it yeah, no, he he had an amazing performance that game. But I mean, with his length, his size and his athleticism on defense, that's what that's what the NBA is all about these days is using your length and athleticism to your advantage on the defensive end to guard multiple positions and Kuzma can guard multiple positions, but can he do it at a consistent basis and can he do and can he perform on the offensive end on a consistent basis? That's that's still the biggest question mark with Kuz. I'm hoping, my friend, because I love Kyle Kuzma as well. He he was a, a really this seems like a really really nice guy. 
seems like a, a, just someone that you want to go ahead and, and want to win because he's not been given everything. He wasn't the five-star recruit. He wasn't the top draft choice. Saw yeah. where he was drafted in the first round. There's so many players ahead of him. And even when you hear people today when he's not playing at the level you and I think that he can play at, hear so many people discard him even to this day as far as all yeah. the NBA pundits out there. Lakers fans, they're, I don't want to say they've turned on him, but the fascination and shine with Kyle Kuzma as we've had over the past two years, that's not there anymore right now. No, the, their patience is growing thin. And yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's sports is a what have you done for me lately kind of business. And if you're not performing, it's the next man up. And if I would not be surprised if Kyle Kuzma doesn't have a performance up to what the Lakers are expecting of him. I would not be surprised if we don't see him on this team next year. Yeah. Cause he, again, if he does play well enough, either you help him achieve another level of greatness or you use him as a rising asset that you can use for, uh, you know, trying a, maybe a better backups more, or maybe a third starter on the team, something that you can go ahead and use going forward. So you hope that Kyle Kuzma can go ahead and get it all together and become that X factor because that's who I've been telling people on other shows who the X factor has been as well. And it's just something that if he gives you enough on the offensive end, I think he can go ahead and give you 25 minutes out there of, of respectable basketball that can go ahead and help your team win and help the Lakers go ahead and achieve that level that you and I both think that they can do. Yeah. And with, with Kuzma specifically, I don't think like people should be putting like a cap, like, Oh, Kuzma should be out there getting 15, 20 points a night. We just need to, we need to look at the efficiency and the consistency first before we start trying to, to up the ante for him. We need to, I, I think Lakers fans, because of the rookie year and this probably myself included, we kind of over expected what was to come. And he kind of realistically, he just resorted back to the mean of, of where he is in his career in the NBA. So there's not much more time left to give him, but maybe just a little bit more time and, and he can, he can find the right, right place to be right fit on this team. I hope so. I hope so because I'd like to see the kid given one more shot to at least go ahead and become a major contributor going forward for the Los Angeles Lakers. Definitely. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Gerald from the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Just want to give you a heads up on what's coming up over the next couple weeks right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. A ton of great guests. So please, if you don't follow us yet or subscribe, please do so wherever you get your podcast because there's a great lineup of guests I have coming along the way. Of course, we're going to have Rafael Barlow from the NBA Draft Junkies always on our show. Tom Wong from Lakerholics.net, also regular. I cannot thank both of them enough for being on our show but we're going to have a lineup of guests for you. If you haven't seen already on our Facebook page, We've got a lot of great guests on the way. Check it out. NBA odds maker, Rafael Esparza from Las Vegas. Got Melvin Washington, the third also from Las Vegas. He's got a great show that happens every Friday on the talk to me sports radio network on the blog talk radio network. 
got Craig James coming up from the Final Score podcast on the Podcast City Network. Corey Harrison's also going to be on the show coming up from the Out of Bounds Sports podcast. Got Matt Moderno from the Believe in Wizards podcast. Eric Sklar from KFI AM 640 and the TSK Show podcast. He's scheduled to come on the show as well. Got Big Baby Jonathan Soffel from the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast. You got to check out his awesome show. He's coming up on the program here coming up in the very near future. Michael from the RTF Sports Network. Got to check out his awesome sports network that we are a part of each and every week right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Got to check out Michael's great stuff that he's doing there. Chris Jose LeBron, the Off the Ball Podcast host. He's going to stop by the program. J.B. Ellis from the Program Podcast. He's also going to come by, share his thoughts on the NBA scene. Cole Johnson from Cole Sports, Snowman Digital Media, and the Get Over Divorce Programs. He's going to come by on the show. And a Fago White Franklin III from Fox Sports 1340 AM Hopewell. He's going to come on and share his NBA thoughts as well. I'm looking forward to it. It's a great lineup of guests. I've recorded some already. I've got many more on the way. And, of course, that doesn't even include our NBA mock draft that's also coming right here, number 2.0, with a ton of great draft insiders that's also coming up. All these great shows, you can check it out right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, it's been great talking to you. I want to bring you back on again as the Lakers march forward in this bubble. Hopefully, I'll be, it won't I'll burst. be ready. Hopefully, it won't burst. I'm hoping. Hopefully I'm hoping, not. Hopefully not. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and hear all the great stuff that you're up to because it's just such a tremendous thing that you're doing as far as for the TSK show and all the other things that you're doing out there. So I want to hear your thoughts, man. Please, your time, the floor is yours. What you up to and how people should go ahead and best get a hold of you or shout out some comments, shout out some Laker love yeah. or anything they can do to support what you're doing. So you can follow me on all of my social media uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at the Duke of Sports. Uh, as you can see, my name display on the screen, at the Duke of Sports. You can follow my podcast. It's a weekly sports podcast based here in Los Angeles. The Sports Kingdom Show, like Gerald was saying, you can follow us at TSK Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My co-hosts, Tyler Pacholke and Jacob Gonzalez, at Tyler Pacholke, at Jacob double underscore Gonzalez. Two really good friends of mine, Tyler and I actually started the podcast together back in 2017, and we brought Jacob on board, who I went to college with and worked with at KFI AM 640. We brought Jacob along back in December of 2019. So it's it's been a wild ride. We got episode 150 dropping this Wednesday, July 15th, like I said, uh, and you can check that out anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio app anchor wherever you listen to podcasts once again that's the tsk show aka the sports kingdom show again wherever you listen to podcasts if you listen to apple make sure you give them that five-star review on apple Podcasts. Please, please follow subscribe like it's so interesting to see all these different apps do these different things to get you to go ahead and follow and make sure you get dropped that next episode because there's a lot of things that you can do to support these podcasters like him like myself and we truly appreciate everyone who does so each and every time out. And a congratulations once again on 150 episodes. As Thank someone you. who 
I'm getting up to 100 here on the Lakers Fast Break, and my other pop culture stuff, I know we're we're past 200 and all that. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's it could be something where you can treat it as a chore, but I treat it as something I enjoy each and every time out. 100%. It's, I, I have the, the best time whenever I get behind a microphone and can talk some sports. It's, it's what I want to do for my career. I want to, I want to host my own sports talk radio show. And it's, it's why I started the sports kingdom show. So it's, it's been a pleasure uh, being on the Lakers fast break podcast. I want to thank you, Gerald, for having me. I want to thank that sports podcasters, Facebook group for bringing us together uh, for this, this podcast. I think that Facebook group uh, is doing wonders for, for a lot of people. And it's, it's a great place for, guys like us and, and other people in the sports podcast world to, to connect. I agree 100%. I want to give a big shout out to the Facebook group, sports podcasters and sports broadcasters. Just so much great information there. Also as well, people participating, they're helping each other out. It's just so awesome to see because I know you and I are probably just on dozens and dozens of Facebook groups. And there yeah. are many that there's like Zippo, you hear crickets when you go ahead and suggest something or you know there's hundreds of posts a day in this it's crazy yeah yeah it's great there Uh, i cannot thank them enough i mean i just put it out there i'd like some guests like some different people to talk to and my gosh the response you first and so many others i cannot thank them enough for doing so cannot thank you enough for being a part of it and i want to bring it back on i wish you continued success i'm hoping you will get your own show and be able to go ahead and voice on an even larger community out there so that's your mouth to god's ears my friend oh i'm hearing you my friend that's just so awesome to to hear you you know you're talking about the lakers you're talking about sports you're talking about so many great things on the tsk show i'm looking forward to hearing more great stuff from you i'm looking forward to having you back on the show and i cannot thank you enough to be back oh you will be Oh, rest assured. You, <laughs> you let me know be. when and I'll be here. Well, let's hope Rondo won't break any more fingers first. So I hope so. Yes, yes. And hopefully nobody will break quarantine. LeBron, don't go for the delivery food. Don't cross that Disney no, line. They can come to the hotel property. Just yes. don't step foot off the property. Yes, don't like, do a Rashawn okay. Holmes. Don't do a Rashawn Holmes. That's all I ask. But I truly appreciate the time you've given me, my friend. And thank you so much for being part of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.